how is it that uh, Leo was getting text messages, it looked like, from Portugal? Well, I'm clearly in Totnes. Yes. But um, <laughs> one of you is not. One of us. One of these kids is not like the other one. Oh, I used to love that. One, one of these kids is doing like her own thing. Yeah. So she's off on a two-week uh, research break. Right. She's got a series of projects in varying states of development. Um, <laughs> I did think you were going to say disrepair. <laughs> she is like the most prolific uh, person I know. I keep looking at her CV because I steal her CV to make to update mine. But I realised that for everything that she... <laughs> For every one thing. <laughs> How many husbands get to say that yeah, of true. their wives? <laughs> but for every one thing that I can put onto my CV, there's another five things that she's like completely oh. done by herself. And I'm like, oh, oh. damn it. So that, so both useful and also, um, uh, what's the word? Confronting. This is a podcast in which two friends have serious conversations about silly things and silly conversations about serious things. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. So you're leeching. <laughs> you're an academic leech. I mean, I guess, aren't we all? That's what it is. Hmm. That's the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely that. Yeah. Do you think they're like four original thinkers? Yeah, I think I'm married to one of them. Really? Yeah, she's great. I love her. She's just a You're quite biased. It's quite a bias. I'm not disagreeing, oh, but it's quite a she's... biased opinion. Yeah, but if anybody disagrees with me, they're just complete tools. <laughs> Fuck them. And the horse they rode in on. So she's, yes. off in, she's off in Portugal for a couple of weeks, um, enjoying the peace and quiet. And um, from what I can tell... Eating very good food, high, uh, high in saturated fat, because she's not uh, had any since... Uh, what was the donut-looking thing that was made out of something else? Ah, uh, that's a sonyos. And, oh, it's a dream of some uh-huh. kind. It's just a, just a dream. So they are very popular around Christmas time, and it's... <laughs> How many does she know? How many? How many? How many days to Christmas it is? She doesn't care. Um, I guess if Strictly Come Dancing started, it's nearly it's Christmas. Nearly Christmas, isn't it? yeah. They're made with uh, butternut squash as part of the dough. That's right. Mm. And the butternut squash, as if they're doing it in the traditional way, the butternut squash is baked in the oven, and then the seeds are taken out, and the skin is taken out, and then the flesh is whipped with a whisk for oh. a really long time because... So just air, air, yeah. air. And are they deep fried? Yeah. And then rolled in sugar. Yeah. We, uh, we went for a very long walk. We continued our walk along the... Um from the source of the Thames. Mm-hmm. Lil had made some, uh, some snacks and... Uh, they were muffins made with sweet potato. Mm. And that, so they were sweet. And, oh, my goodness, they were... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I had, she hadn't whipped the sweet potato after she'd cooked it. She hadn't whipped it for hours, which is... Um, I'm going to give that little bit of speed back to her. Shall we go to the text message that we've had? <laughs> <laughs> um, so how are you, Simon? Shall we go to the text message? <laughs> just imagining... Have we, got, have we had a text message? I didn't want to look at my phone. We uh, have. We, we have. Now, this is coming from somebody who you 
may have met, but I'm not sure if you remember her, because you probably only encountered her in a session you did for third years about how to make a website. <laughs> I did a session for you third did, years about how... Yeah, you did several. You actually ran... I think you might have even run a whole module with Tim about um, about website and documentation stuff. You won't oh, remember Oh, I that, think I you... did. I don't think it was about how to make a website. I just yeah. remember it as being how to make a website. <laughs> but this is, um, this is a student. Uh, she's not anymore. She's a fully grown adult with children and, and partners and all of that sort of stuff. And she did her undergraduate at Northampton and then she did a master's at Dartington College of Arts. I think she might have been in one of the final years of Dartington College of Arts. So she was in those kind of halcyon days of being able to do whatever you want, wherever you wanted, and having entire studios given over to yourself. Because the master's students, I saw some amazing work coming out of that MA. I rem- Dartington. Yeah, I remember there was this one this one woman, uh, body-based performance artist, I cannot remember her name for the life of me, but I saw her do this piece that had uh, a kind of a big constructed bird headdress. So it was like she had the head of a bird and she was completely naked except for this bird head. Uh, and she was in a, a, a big bath of milk in this oh. very dimly lit uh, barn space. It was very, very interesting and curious. And she had a bird head. Yeah, she'd made this bird head out of feathers and it was it was really, oh my God, it was really good. Um, and then I encountered her again um, <laughs> in the weirdest place. So a while ago, this would be, oh God, getting on for over 10 years ago, Marina Abramovich, the performance artist, had a brief dalliance with Plymouth, she did um, a, an event um, at the Royal William Yard, and um, it was called The Pigs of Today are the Hams of Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And she was asking questions about legacy and all of those sorts of sort of things. And we brought in Dirching Shea was there. It was, it was, a, it was a big... Oh, it, was, it was happening. It was a oh, happening place. It was a big deal. It was pretty exciting. But be- and was that because you were um, friends with Marina? I got to know Marina through this. I wasn't friends with Marina in advance. Right. So this lord who has a place just outside of Plymouth had this big estate um, and his wife was a, a Brazilian swimwear model and she was big into collecting art. <laughs> so... The story is hilarious. So she hosted a dinner party for Marina at her estate. Can I just just want to interrupt? Go because ahead. if if there are going to be some listeners who have no idea who Marina Abramovich is, yeah. so she's like the Cristiano Ronaldo of the the performance art world, isn't she? Except she's been around much much longer. She refers to herself as the grandmother of performance art. There you go. So she not only she describes it as if she created it. Yeah. 
Um, which, you know, you can make an argument that she was a, a big part of the creation myths of, of the particular type of performance art. But, you know, she's up there with, she's probably up there with Yoko Ono. She, a lot of her stuff has been hugely influential to people. Well, like Lady Gaga went to, oh, I think it was, was it the Met Gala or something like that in a meat dress? So that was when yes. she was like deeply in kind of intellectual dialogue with, um, with the work of Marina Abramovich. Although never, acknowledging or referencing it because that's how popular culture works god bless it mm. so marina oh. abramovich hosted no uh, this, this, this 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 brazilian brazilian uh, former model, model married who's married to a lord and she was an avid art collector all right um so you know you'd go into we went into their drawing room and there was just like there were Miros and Regos and all sorts of stuff on the wall. That you oh, so just... what you're saying is you got to go there? Yeah, so I got invited as part of the 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 party um, to go to. This... What did you wear? What did you wear? Oh, I what, can't what, what were you wearing that night? <laughs> I don't know. I was probably I was probably wearing something Alexander McQueen or Vivian Westwood. I uh, oh, I've heard of Vivian Westwood, and that, so we're talking 2000. And this would have been 2000. Seven? No, this was 2009 or 10. It would have been. You were t- you were touching fame. You were fondling fame. I, this is probably the closest brush I had to fame, and also that kind you, of world. You were on the verges of being an influencer. No. I was so far. Verge. I was so far from it, but it, it was on. no. I was witnessing. Imagine something. how big this podcast would be if you just followed through <laughs> that evening. But um, uh, so so we're in this we're in this drawing room. This is such a long story, and I am going to have to cut it out. I, well, I'm, I'm just never... telling it for you then, maybe for no one else. So so what happened is that um, we had drinks and conversations, and then these massive <laughs> oak double doors that go <laughs> are pulled back into this dimly lit dining room <laughs> and in the middle of this like 30 seater dining table is this is this performance artist that i'd seen in a barn in her bird costume sitting in a bath of milk <laughs> was she the only one or the, many? the only one she was just there just like enacting these small series of tasks and then we were all shepherded in to have our uh, our dinner and it was venison which the lord <laughs> of the manor had That's shot right. yesterday it was just walking across the grass so i just took out my my 12 bore and i got it there and then um and yeah so we were which made me immediately go oh it's not been hung very long if it was only shot yesterday but who am i to judge only the son of a butcher <laughs> But it was would normally. How would you normally hang venison for a long time? Uh, um, it would depend on the age of. Is the... it like it's about relaxing yeah, the meat or something? Yeah, I would definitely hang it for more than a day, but that's yeah. just me. And were you dis- did you didn't express your disappointment about either the the um, shortness of the hanging and the quality of the meat? I did none of those things uh, because actually mm. it was it was evidently a relatively uh, young buck um, because it was it was quite tender as my memory tells me. But more bizarre was just this strange collection of people around the table um, eating freshly killed venison while this uh, half-naked bird-headed woman (laughs) enacts a series of actions in a bath, which is a very long-winded way of saying... And Priya is part of that. I don't think she's that kind of in that kind of world anymore. But that's I. That's who Priya or Priya. There was the the last time the last time I really had much to do with Priya. We've since then become Instagram friends. Um, uh. And she has sent us a text message. She has sent us um, a question 
and she has sent us a, a task, which I really like. I like both of these, so I'm going to read them. Or do you want to read them? You should read them. Uh, okay, I'll read them. Okay. So this is from Priya. Priya X. Um, I love the X. Uh, so one, what conspiracy theory do you not like to admit to believing in, but kind of do think has a point? That's chemtrails. Chemtrails, chemtrails, chemtrails. <laughs> I think 5G, 5G, 5G. She might um, have just scratched the head off a very, a very distressing scab. <laughs> number two, buy each other a gift to exchange in next week's episode. Hmm. Can't be something you already own. Oh, do you know re-gifting? It's like she knows I... us really well. <laughs> How will she know? How will you know? I won't. Uh, know. Must be wrapped beautifully. Oh, God. No spending limit. Oh. What? But obviously don't get yourself into debt over it. Smiley. Oh, what is that? It's That's it's a, a really smiley emoticon. It's like big toothy it, smiley Yeah, grin. but but not one of the anxious smiley grins. It's a just a, a general... It looks like it's a bit of a like, ha-ha, gotcha smiley grin. Yes. So, what conspiracy theory... Number one, what conspiracy theory do you not like to admit to believing in but kind of do think has a point? And then buy each other a gift. Wrap it nicely for next week's episode. I love that Oof. because we'll have to unwrap each other's our each other's gifts remotely and film ourselves doing it. I love that. Because I'm uh, I'm not I've not got the uh, the wherewithal to buy something, wrap it and send Priya, it. Priya, Priya, dear Priya, what do you get for the man who has everything? More of the same. <laughs> I'm gonna get you a I know, I know. Well don't oh. tell me. Oh, okay. Obviously, because that entirely defeats the object of wrapping it beautifully if I know what you've wrapped. Okay. Okay. Conspiracy theories. So, the thing about... I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. Is that all right if I start? Because no, you've, yeah, you've just rabbited on about Marina, someone, Abramovich, which you're probably going to have to cut out anyway. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> Although I did love that story. <laughs> I like the number of brackets that were opened in that story in order just to say who Priya is but (laughs) so Priya Priya became this person adjacent to an entire story about Marima Abramovich and another woman in Milk whose name you can't remember Uh yeah (laughs) used to study with Priya yeah and now I'm not even sure if now that I'm thinking about it they might not have been in the same year yeah exactly that they might not Uh, have been uh, in the same uh, year uh, and was it a bird head or was it a uh, fox head it was definitely an animal head yeah. So you're nice. going to start. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. So so the thing about... Well, I think I have something to say about this, which is not about particular conspiracy theories, but it's just that it's what humans do. That I don't think the things that I hold as being important to me and, let's say, have faith in or believe, or believe in are necessarily so different from, you know... Aforementioned list, 5G, chemtrails. What are some other rippers? Oh, yes, you know that one. QAnon. Um, And so I I think I feel... I think I feel a certain amount of understanding. But that's not what her question is. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's asking you to lift up your skirt and Uh, show your knickers, isn't she? (laughs) She is. She is indeed. You know the thing about the thing that the the thing that's tricky about this question for me mm-hmm. is that I have such a strong reaction to groupthink. Right. I 
so it doesn't matter where where the group think lies on let's say on a political spectrum or on the spectrum of total wackiness to hmm, not so wacky i i have a really strong reaction to want to say really that's how you're all thinking now and the exception for me is i have faith in the scientific method i think it's a for particular particular areas it's a strikingly phenomenal way of getting to understand how things are and why things are and also extraordinarily responsible for let's say i don't know our longevity these days so you know so i and and i'm not sure that i'm calling science a conspiracy theory but that <laughs> that's where the that's where the line ends i don't think of it as groupthink okay so you see what you see what I, i'm saying i think i do yeah that that idea that um that science for you sits outside of but you can see that there's a potential for it to be sort of bumping up against the idea of well we just have to believe in a particular exactly. sort so of when way. someone says i believe in science i think what a load of shit there's nothing to believe it's just is yeah except of right. course it it isn't <laughs> y- yes Because that's what I, that's what i heard you say was that you believe in the scientific method which is a bit different i think than i believe in science yes although i think the nuance would be lost the nuance is generally lost i i was just thinking that the scientific method is slightly different from science because science becomes a monolith doesn't it like any yes. monolith like any monolithic idea or or ideal um yes it, and it's treated by it's treated that way by institutions and yeah. no no doubt about it and it becomes inviolable that you can't challenge it you can't ask questions about it well that's the thing because of course it's doing it's it all the time the, exactly well, no it's no built into the method yes, is that is that, that kind of those kinds of challenges but I, i think that's that's the that's the distinction for me between the scientific method and science because i don't think it's scientists who hold it up as inviolable i think it's people who are using science as a blunt political means or exactly yeah yeah so at the moment where we've just lost i mean everybody take off their hat and observe a moment's silence for the passing of gavin williamson uh from his role as uh minister for education you know we're in a climate right now that uh, that positions arts education and arts more broadly as uh frivolous and ridiculous and pointless and all of those other as words um and it uses science or, or 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 what is you know short shorthanded to stem subjects as a stick Which is science technology what is it something in medicine or Engine- is it just engineering engineering medicine, medicine yeah. yeah um so it's it's a it's a stick to beat the art subject because obviously art subjects lack rigor and and they are subjective and they are unverifiable and all of those things and they don't but, it, but is that what it, is that what it is that what it's Is that why they're being is that why they're being beaten? Yeah, like no, is, is that I don't I don't think so. I think the reason they're being beaten is that they actually encourage um a, a kind of discourse that's challenging and complex and problematic and uh and causes causes issues for people. And I also think absolutely central to keep science honest. Yes. So to just to go back to what you were saying, you know, that your the idea of the scientific method is something that you you know hold to a to a high standard but it, you know the group yes but i don't see it as something to believe in no yeah because you understand it because you effectively started out 
in a more scientific context than you did in an yeah, I'm steeped in it really. Yeah, yeah, no question, no question. Um, and as somebody who's steeped in it, you understand that science knows its own limits and knows that it gets things wrong and knows that this is about experimentation and you know this. Yeah, an iteration and yeah, so the, yeah, no, that's and and you know we've had no better example of um, of its limits and power uh, throughout this pandemic. You know, no question, uh, extraordinary limits when yeah. when people are going, well, do we wear masks or not wear masks? Yeah. Are we supposed to be inside or not? You know. <laughs> And of course, that was science doing what it does, which is figuring stuff out and, yeah. and seeing data that uh, seeing data that are um, contradictory and uh, figuring out in in time and not in a straight line. It's not linear. It, and and of course, we don't. We want certainty. Mm-hmm. And that's I do think that's the beauty of it is that it it um, it doesn't produce certainty. Which, of course, is the paradox because it's used to wield as um, as a kind of form of certainty, you might yeah. say. Yeah. So what that means, though, I guess in terms of, oh, this is awkward. Um, why is it awkward? I don't know. Why is it awkward, Simon? Why is it awkward? Because I think people, it's because I think what you're saying is that people confuse science for ideology. Mm-hmm. And it, it is but it's the method thing, and I just I think the distinction is an important one. Um, mm. And so I guess I'm going to come across as an ideologue in relation to, and I'm just, and so I'm feeling, uh, is that I want to come across in relation to sort of scientific method? Um, but I guess what I was going to say, or thinking, <laughs> trying to say, or giving some thought to the possibility that I might say it, uh, <laughs> now I can't remember. Um, it's just something about what it means is that when I happen across conspiracy theories, my my instant response is to go, how does that really function? Because it's about wanting to believe in something. Mm. And so I think there's something about hope and certainty and belief, but I don't know. I'm no conspiracy theory expert. And here we are. The short answer to Priya's question is, I'm not sure I do have any conspiracy theories that I kind of believe in, would mm. you say? Or that I think has a point or yeah. have a point. Hmm. I think I might be the opposite to you. It's an excellent beginning for a conversation. <laughs> in Only in that, I think I believe in nothing. All conspiracy theories seem plausible for a, a brief moment. But then I... <sighs> also can't find myself believing in that either so so i i sort of just like bounce along going yeah those lizards i wonder if the pizza that they make is good nah lizards couldn't make a pizza that doesn't make any sense you know so it's the the i i i can be convinced in a moment but then it falls apart too quickly for me because it's just like Oh, the logic of it doesn't hold. And I can't, I don't think I can suspend my disbelief willingly long enough. So what you're saying then is that, or what we are saying is that, given Priya's question, neither of us can answer the question because you, on the one hand, believe in everything fleetingly, and I only believe in science. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is pretty much what we're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think which of us is more likely I don't know. That's a really good question. Because I, when I asked, I thought, definitely you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
But I don't know. I don't know on what basis. Well, I think it's probably on the basis that I don't. I. Uh, I'm. I'm like a cork in the ocean. I just get. I just get pushed around. But I don't mm. stick to anything, you know. And I think that that's a real problem for me. It's a, Is you know, it really? I think it's. Um, I think it's almost pathological my inability to to commit to something which is hilarious given that i've been married to the same person (laughs) for a really long time has that required commitment no i don't think so it's just been easy it's um i i find i was was, there'll be going to be going to be listeners just gagging listeners with marital problems are just going oh fuck you and your fucking easy marriage which is anyway uh so you were talking about I thought that was quite interesting, that little link between commitment mm. and then the comparison was that you're not, that you're just a... Yeah, I'm not committed to very much. What, what is it, what's that? A something fly. What do you call that? Gadfly. Uh, a gadfly. Is yeah. that, you know, like just flipping around everywhere? Yeah, I would find... I would find um, and you said that as a problem. You saw that as a problem. I think it's a problem in the sense that I... Um, hmm, it's not true, obviously. There's certain things that I've stuck to. I've kept yoga in my life a long time. I, I don't get rid of dogs when they are no longer amusing. So there's lots of things that I am committed to. But I'm also... Um, I'm going to say this podcast seems to be... Um, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if one week you go, eh, had enough. I'm done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think, I think the idea of ideas... Is probably what I mean in that I I I don't hold oh. to a particular set of beliefs, or I don't oh. I don't I don't get to a point. So I think I think that probably makes it difficult for conspiracy theories to hold. So that's mm. what I mean about like you know oh I'll believe in that for a, a, all of twelve seconds, but then go mm. like aliens for example. Obviously aliens exist. It's, it's, it would be, it would be, let me just unpack that. I find it hubris of the highest order to think that ours is the only planet that is capable of sustaining life in the vastness, the infinite vastness of the universe. Hubris is just not strong enough word, really, is it? No, the The idea that we are somehow singular in God's creation, and there we go. I don't believe in religion either. That doesn't stick for me. Although mm. it's stick me in a you know stick me in a church in the middle of Lisbon and I'll start to cry and go fuck. This is so powerful. It's amazing. Oh, I want to believe. I look at those kind of deeply visceral statues of 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 Christ on the cross and just go yeah. He died for our sins. This is so moving. And then I'll step outside and go oh, I wonder what's for dinner. You know, it, it it's this fleeting thing where I believe passionately and fervently while I'm in the room and then forget all about it. So can I ask you a question then? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you're a gadfly? I think it's probably Simon. I'm just not that deep. Not that what? Deep. Huh? <laughs> I'm not that deep. I'm not. That but I don't understand. What do you mean? I'm, I mean, I'm not that complex. I'm not that, um, I don't know. I think there's a. I think there is probably a shallowness to me. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, I think there is a shallowness to me. Um, a, a, a kind of an, an interest in surface. And I think Bob thinks that of you. I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Yeah. I, I don't. I. I honestly don't know what Bob thinks of me. 
I know she likes me, but I've been, I don't know what that's made up of. And I, I think that's probably something I don't want to know. Really? Oh, I don't want to know why she likes me because then I'd start to try and do more of the thing that she liked. That would be a horrifying thing to know why somebody liked you because it just makes you self-conscious about that thing. Yeah. It's like, am I doing enough of X in order to ensure that she continues to? I think you're right. Oh, that'd be, that'd be grim. So if there were one thing that you would change about yourself, what would it be? Oh, nothing. I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. I think the, um, the, sh- the shallow, you see, the thing about shallow and surface just sounds so judgmental. Yeah, and pejorative. I'm, I'm, I mean it with no sense of judgment against myself. I just, I, I don't think, I, I don't think deeply about it. I feel deeply. I know that. Um, that's really interesting. You know, I just want to say that I think... I think that's very beautiful what you've just said, which is about I wouldn't change anything. How many people can say that, Lee Miller? Oh, I wish everybody could say that. It's a it's an extraordinary thing you've just said. So does that mean though that you would want to change things about yourself? Oh god, yeah. Oh my god. I mean, see now well, I'm 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 actively well, I, I'm going to just tell you tell you the one that's off the top of my head yeah one that comes to mind is um how easily i feel slighted or wronged well same thing i yeah i guess yeah Uguale. but um uh yeah that i the hypersensitive is hypersensitivity to being wronged oh my goodness i would just if i could slap that away <laughs> 5g i blame 5g though but if you actually, I think it was the new Coke thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if you remove yeah. that sense of sensitivity, that that sense <laughs> of hypersensitivity, what what else would be lost? <laughs> See, that's that's why for me, yeah, when somebody says, "What on. do you want to change?" It's like nothing because if I change, I mean, apart from the fact we are in a constant process of evolution, you know, day to day we're different, but also day to day we're more the same. I get that, you know. But just the idea of removing a thing that is inconvenient, what would that... Yes. So, for example... Like surgery. Like the yeah. surgeon go, I'm going to just slice a little bit off your brain there. It's yeah. not going to cause any other problems. It's going to sort out this particular, you know, and then, what do they call that? What was that uh, great treatment that was... Um, oh, lobotomy. Uh, yeah, John Kennedy's sister. You know, yeah, yeah. Sister. When, they, when they just go in through the eyeball with, a, with an ice pick. Or not through the, through the eyeball, through the eye socket, just down the side of the eyeball with that, and ice pick and in they go. Yeah, a little, little swirl around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, you know, it'll be fine. It'll make you calmer or it'll make you, uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll make you no longer a lesbian, all those other things. Did that, that it's for a long for. time. Until very recently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I, I, I agree that it's um, because precisely that that i'll just say i'll call it hypersensitivity also brings with it all sorts of uh extraordinary things or i'll not say extraordinary things things that i really like about myself yeah (laughs) you can't just i can't just excise one bit and not have the other no and 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 that even even the 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 sensitivity to being slighted means that you you are thinking about other people 
This well, is, you know, this I'd is, say it's probably a little bit thinking about myself a lot. No, that, but you have to think about the other person that's done that thing to you. You know, so there's a there's a dialogue that's happening in your head with another person. So in, in effect, it's the gateway to empathy. Yeah, God, I, that would um, be so sad to not have that. Oh, Simon, uh, don't lose that. Yeah, no, it's really it's. Uh, <laughs> you should be a psychologist. We could start a different podcast, psychology with Lee. <laughs> Lee, utterly untrained, doesn't even really know utterly his own mind. Doesn't believe in a thing. <laughs> He's fully aware he is deeply contradictory to the point of hypocrisy. Please ah. give him five pounds. One eight hundred seven three. 